Christianity was born and raised in the context of the Roman Empire. Greco-Roman religion had very much to do with rituals. Everywhere one would go, he would perform some ritual in order to obtain blessing from the pantheon of gods. However, Roman religion had very little to do with ethics, how to behave in one's household or in the marketplace. And in this context of the Greco-Roman culture, Christians stood out. They refused to worship the Greco-Roman gods. They had sex only with their spouses. They cared for the sick and the poor. They did not discard babies. And their Roman observers were puzzled by them. Christians stood out because not only did they worship differently, but above all, they lived differently. And in fact, many of their contemporaries were astonished by the way Christians loved each other as well as those outside the Christian community. famous Christian writer by the name of Tertullian in the early third century wrote of the non-Christians when they saw Christians that they said, see how they love each other. See how they love each other and see how they are ready even to die for each other. Tertullian explains that they were astonished by Christian love because they were more animated by hatred. And they were quick to put to death. And here were these people who radically loved each other and everyone else. And because of the witness of Christian love, Many Romans were attracted to them and became believers in Jesus Christ. Christianity swept across the Roman Empire because of the radical witness of Christian love. Christian love was countercultural then and is countercultural now. How countercultural is the church today? When we assess our culture today, perhaps we can see some parallels with the culture of ancient Rome, as described by Tertullian. 
Perhaps today, we sometimes seem more animated by hatred than by love. Perhaps we seem quicker to put to death, or in our terms, to cancel, than to die for each other. In the past, when someone voted differently from us, at best, we probably considered him mistaken. At worst, wrong. Today, the default is to see someone who thinks differently as evil. To see him as the enemy. And then to treat him accordingly. And worse still, this evil spirit of vindictiveness and anger and division infects even Christians. The culture has seeped into the life of the church. And if you do not believe me, go on social media, read the blogs, see what Catholics say about other Catholics, see what Christians of different sorts say about Catholics and vice versa. Jesus does not permit any such attitude from someone who claims his name. In fact, today, Jesus commands, in very clear terms, quite the opposite. Jesus instructs us to love our enemies. Now, Many of the great religions and philosophies of the world propose some form of what is known as the golden rule. And today we hear the Jesus version. Jesus says, do to others what you would have them do to you. But Jesus does not stop there. Because Jesus knows this is not enough. Again, Jesus commands, love your enemies. Now, by love your enemies, Jesus does not mean like your enemies, have affection for your enemies, enjoy the company of your enemies. No, Jesus is very specific and concrete. Jesus says, love your enemies, do good to them, bless them, and pray for them. Now, Jesus never asks us to do what he himself has not already done. Jesus loved his enemies. In fact, as his enemies, his executioners, were murdering him, he prayed for them. He prayed that they be forgiven. And in fact, on the cross, Jesus offers his life as a sacrifice for them and for all, for his executioners, his enemies, and his friends, for you and me. 
Jesus is summoning us to show the world our culture today an alternative way to live. And Jesus shows us the way. The church exists in order to put people in contact with Jesus Christ so they can experience salvation in Him. But if the church is only a mirror of the culture, if the vindictiveness in the culture prevails even in the church, why would anyone ever want to become Catholic and know Jesus Christ? We will only draw people to Jesus and His church to the degree we love like Jesus, which means loving our enemies and our friends. In fact, by loving our enemies, we no longer have enemies. We see everyone as Jesus sees them. And this is the essence of His command. Jesus insists that we love every person for whom he came to live and die. Which means every person. No exception. There is nothing more radical. There is nothing more countercultural. There is nothing more attractive than loving our enemies. Is it easy? No. And yet Jesus commands us to do so, and Jesus shows us how to do so.